0: All right, welcome to Live Courageously, the podcast show, lucky number 13 of 2022. I got this strong feeling or urge one night to create this podcast show when I was up in Calgary, Canada, finishing up a film, uh, feature film called Left Behind with director Kevin Sorbo. And I just felt the need to share the stories of some of the amazing courageous friends I'm honored to know and have in my life. And I chose the title Of Live Courageously, because that has been the conscious theme of my life for the last two years since the beginning of the pandemic in 2020. And it's also been an unconscious theme for most of my life. And if you haven't seen the previous 12 podcasts with some amazing friends with their powerful stories of overcoming all odds and going on to live their best lives, uh, then you can watch them on my Live Courageously YouTube channel. And I recommend you check them out and maybe even binge watch them. It's better than Netflix. Really, it is. And uh, you get some free doses of inspiration and courage. So since I started this podcast show, I keep meeting and becoming friends with even some more courageous people that I will have on the show in the future. So stay tuned and meet some of the great people in my life every week. And what this show is about is faith over fear. I believe fear is just a reaction, but courage is a choice. And I suggest that you need to consciously choose courage to get through life and to deal with what life may throw at you in the future. So I encourage you, adopt a spirit of courage in the face of any and all fears. And let me introduce you today to my very, very special guest and friend, Barry Shaw. I'm honored and blessed to have been introduced to him. Everything about Barry is contagious, especially his humor and his joy. Barry is someone who's lived a very courageous life and is a blessing to all who meet him and read his books or watch his podcast. He inspires others to live courageously and with joy. And I don't have any clue, man, how I'm gonna get through this conversation with Barry in an hour, Um, as his life and his message will take hours, but here goes. Barry is known as the ambassador of joy. Barry is a mental wellness activist, a philanthropist, a multi-patent holding entrepreneur, a speaker, an author, a podcaster, and a former quadriplegic who is now swimming around the world. After a rare disease paralyzed Barry from the neck down, he created the Joy of Living community and the Keep Smiling movement that has reached millions of people and multiple celebrities and distributed millions of his Keep Smiling cards worldwide. Uh, And he's created a a a philanthropic uh, platform, which is fe- was featured in Oprah's magazine. Barry's podcast, The Joy of Living, is heard globally by hundreds of thousands and has over three million downloads. I was honored to be a guest on Barry's show uh, this year, and so this is uh, his uh, return to come on my show. His latest book, The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy, is available on Amazon and Apple. Um, it's right here, by the way is this book, I recommend that you get it, um, buy it, and it'll definitely change your life. So I would like to, at that point, I'd love to uh, welcome my good friend Barry Shaw. Greetings, brother, greetings good day, beautiful bouncers will be loving immortal beings and good-looking
1: people. Now, John, how can I make a categorical statement that all the thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people that will be watching this podcast are all good-looking? Because by definition, if they tuned in to listen to Live Courageously, it means they're always looking for and finding the good. That's a good-looking
0: person, looking for and finding the good. Isn't that Right, Mr. Duffy. 100%, brother. Hey, you know, I always like to start out my show with two things, uh, Barry. And the first one is I ask, you know, if you can uh, remember the first time we met. So that's my first question for you. Do you remember that?
1: I remember exactly. It was out front of your home. I drove up in the car. Actually, I'm not, I didn't drive because I have a driver because I don't, you don't want me in the road. Got yeah. out. And we
0: embraced with a huge hug because you had gotten some keep smiling cards. You know, and even more than that, I remember I came outside and it was my first time. Obviously, we had connected on the phone and you had told me you were swimming in Santa Monica at the pool. Right. So you came over to us to meet for the first time. And when you got out of the car, you had your staff. I didn't know what to expect. You stand up and you give me the strongest, biggest hug I probably ever received in my life. And I'm a hugger. I've gotten thousands and thousands of them uh, over all the events I've been to. But this one was very special. You know, you just you, you, you could I could feel the joy and energy that you had and you shared it to, with me. And I was very I went from there and I went, wow, this is going to be great. And it is great. Years later, we're still doing it. We're hugging on a physical and a
1: psychological basis, on a regular basis. By the way, we're going to do it again at the end of the show. But right now, I want to tell everybody, HUG is an amazing acronym that stands for Heartfelt Unlimited Giving. Heartfelt Unlimited Giving. And that's what happens when you're around Mr. Duffy. You become an exponential giver.
0: Well, thank you so much for those kind of words, Barry. Hey, what is the second question I always ask is what does live courageously mean to you? And you obviously exemplify it in so many ways throughout your life. And we're going to go through your life and you're going to take the audience on your journey. But what does live courageously mean to you, Barry? So this is wonderful. Uh, <clears throat> I
1: work with, for myself, a training that I do every, mo- every morning. And The first three words I discuss for myself are compassion, courage, and patience. So courage I define as grace under pressure. Grace under pressure. We don't lose ourselves and go, ah, oh my gosh, what's going on? (laughs) Grace under pressure
0: well you would definitely have had a lot of different versions of pressure in your life and we're going to get into uh, those as we go into the show barry but uh you know as uh gotten a little bit through reading about you reading your book meeting you knowing you i mean you grew up in the east coast you're an east coaster like myself you grew up in boston massachusetts um and you know you started out you know and, and just reading about it is so inspiring just your your young life. But as a young entrepreneur, as a young kid, you started basically building businesses at 10 years old and you went on from there. So share that with the audience. Take us on your, your journey. Well, I would
1: love to, but I need okay. to make mention of something first. So sure. I have a bookcase behind me and you have a bookcase behind you. Filled with books, but I got to make mention of something. I mean, let's be blunt. To be on the bookcase of John Duffy and to have several books featured, one of them being Unshakable by Tom Tony Robbins. Hello, <laughs> you know, Tony Robbins, one of the most famous and great people in the world. A courageous being, by the way. He by the way, he got his start in Venice, California. You knew that, right? Oh, he yeah. Just down the street from where you work out every day. You I mean you go to Gold's Gym. He That's was right. around the corner in a one not even a one-bedroom, in a studio apartment, overweight, upset, depressed, couldn't do anything in life, he thought, and now he's Tony Robbins, the book Unshakeable. You also have an amazing book by one of the more remarkable human beings in our world today, Gary Sinise, who is not just a great actor and a musician, but really exemplifies giving. His whole being is organized around giving and specifically to those people who are the most wonderful, the people who protect us, veterans. The people who went out of their use their time, their effort, their their being to protect us in the United States of America. So and then right below that is Barry Shaw's book. So talk about being in good company. Wow. And I love this whole phrase of faith over fear, because one of the things we're going to discuss, I live with the three fundamentals of life. And we'll talk about that has to do with my early years as an entrepreneur. The three fundamentals of life are, number one, life has purpose. And when you lead a purpose-driven life, you can go MAD. Now, in this case, MAD is a wonderful acronym that stands for Make a Difference, like John, you lead a purpose-driven life. You make a difference in the world. And the third fundamental is to unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. Simplest example: www. Ask anybody what www stands, and in they'll invariably tell you the internet. And factually speaking, they're correct. But in our world, John, the world of positive purpose, powerful and pleasant, www stands for. What a wonderful world. And what is the word, right? (laughs) W-H-A-T-A. And it applies specifically because we're both East Coast guys. So (laughs) I grew up in Boston, as you mentioned, which is even colder and more snowy than New York. And At at the age of 10 or 11 and 12, uh, when we had snow, um, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14 inches or more, it only happened three or four times during the course of the winter, we wouldn't have school. <clears throat> we didn't know it, by the way, until you turn on the radio because there was no internet, of course. But... Um, you know, if you don't have school, what do you do? You go back to bed, you read comic books, you just watch television? Uh-uh. I mean, some people can do that. I said, wow, we! what an opportunity. I put on my long thermal underwear and my dungarees and my boots and my gloves and my ear protectors because it gets really cold and it hurts. And with my shovel and snow. And I went out and knocked door to door on my street and Negotiated with my neighbors to shovel driveways and clear stairs and things like that, and thank God I did very well. I would I make sometimes forty dollars in the course of one morning going out in the snow. You now, did I work hard? Yeah, work is a four-letter word with a K at the end, so it's an interesting thing. I worked very hard, but at some point I realized something amazing, John. And this is where everybody listening is. This is really great stuff. I said, gee, wouldn't it be nice if I could knock on doors? I wasn't afraid to do that and negotiate a price and talk to people. And if I got my friends to shovel and I would share the amount 80-20 with them getting 80, of course, me getting 20. So you knock on a door, you shovel a driveway in the stairs and you want you ask $10 and the householder wants to give you seven and you negotiate. Sometimes you settle at eight. But I learned two things. Number one, I had four friends who wanted to work. They didn't mind making money. They didn't mind working. Even We had fun together because we threw snowballs and had fun afterwards, hot chocolate and stuff. But guess what? Instead of shoveling four or five driveways and stairs, I could now multiply myself by four. So I made $30, $40 and they made an additional $30, $40 because my friends were doing the work. So That's called leverage. That's called management. That's called going out there and being out there to help everybody. Everybody wins in that scenario, right? The householders win. We did more. My friends win because they get the money. They didn't have to do anything. I did the work. And I learned one other amazing lesson, which everybody in business understands at some point, but rarely do use. And that's the ability to say no, Mm. no, So I'm knocking at the door. Let's say I want $12 for driveway and stairs. And the householder says $7. You think about it. And I say, thank you very much. I turn around. I walk away. (laughs) Before I got three steps, the person said, wait a minute. What are you talking about? I said, no, no, thank you. It's not. There's too much work for the time to do it for $7. Well, I'll give you eight. No, thank you. Well, nine, 10. I ended up getting my price because my price was fair for each person. And I learned how to say no. Sometimes you have to say no to clients. Yeah. Because unless everybody wins, it's not business. You see, business is built around an amazing word. And the word is business. <laughs> B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S, right? But guess what? Look how it's spelled. The U comes before the I. The right. you comes before the eye. So unless I'm there serving you the best I can, I can't do business. I wasn't there to try and get the highest price. I wanted to do something fair. Right. And the person on the other end, once they recognize that I wasn't there to be taken advantage of, I said, okay. We can work together. That right. became my motto for real business, making yeah, sure everybody wins.
0: You created a win-win with that. And just to, to jump back to what you said about the, you know, my bookcase, your bookcase. Both of us are are you know, uh, big readers. And I, you know, I always say, uh, always be learning, ABL, using an acronym like you. You know that you always can keep learning no matter what age you are. So books are has been my passion. I I love books more than anything else. And the ones you pointed out, and I'll reverse to them, both of them are role models for me because I've gotten, that's where I've been blessed to, you know, meet Gary Sinise and and be involved with him. And, um, you know, you have a quote, too, that you say, gratitude is the emotion with the longest shelf life. And it's a great quote. And, uh, you know, Gary Sinise is somebody who uh, exemplifies gratitude. Yes. Not just gratitude in words, gratitude in action and deeds, because he does it. He walks his talk. It's not about... Uh, uh, talking about it. It's about being about it. And that's who Gary is. So I, you know, I'm always honored to meet people like him, to have his book on my shelf like yours and to meet you. And then Tony, well, Tony was a mentor of mine that turned my life around when I was living in New York. I did the fire walk with him and I was walking on hot coals for the first time and uh, thinking I was going to get burned, but I didn't. But, you know, that experience, that weekend seminar transformed my life. I, after i finished that weekend i quit the post office where i was working i made a decision to go for my dreams and everything that i have done uh beyond that was when i got the courage to realize that you know fear is just an example something that warns you you walk across the hot coals you get to the other side and in our life you don't get you don't stop so he gave me that message and i just been you know carrying it and spreading it just like you spread yours so i just want to go ahead with you because you took me through your young stuff but there's two big, like, uh, I guess you could call them, I don't even know you would call them tragedies, but things that kind of uh, affected you very powerfully. And there's one in your life, when you were young, you you traveled, you went all over Europe, I, you know, I read, and then you ended up coming back and coming back to uh, America. And then you ended up in an accident that almost killed you. So take us through that little piece of the journey that basically could have stopped your life, but didn't because of what you did and what you chose to believe and the formula that you created for it. Please share that with the audience. uh,
1: I just want to make mention again of what you said about faith over fear. Uh, So both of them are wonderful acronyms. So faith is an acronym. Remember, we talked about three fundamentals. One is to unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. And when you do this, by the way, what we're doing, John and I together and talking about words and, and unlocking the power, Then you become happier, healthier, and wealthier. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Or your money back. Happier, healthier, and wealthier. So faith stands for finding answers in the hidden. Finding answers in the hidden, which we'll talk about the story. And fear, of course, everybody knows, is false expectations appearing real. They're false. They appear real. Oh, my gosh, there's hot coals. I can't walk over hot coals. I'm afraid of hot coals. Hot coals will burn me. Until you realize that the faith, finding answers in the hidden, and you walk over the heart, there's there's nothing that you have to fear. Right. So take a look at something interesting. So Yes, I traveled, thank God. I'm a college dropout. I did eventually go back to college I'm years, a, years uh, later and get I'm my a, I'm diploma. a high school dropout.
0: I dropped out before you got to drop out. but Yeah, I, he
1: dropped out. Okay, so he went up on me. I school, up, but college. I went back
0: too, so we went on the same <laughs> journey. We just did it at different times. That's all.
1: So I was a college dropout after the third year, and I said, this is not what I want to do in life. So I just... I was able to get on a plane again. We're talking back in the nineteen early, late sixties, early seventies, and you can get a one-way ticket to Europe (laughs) for two hundred dollars, which I did, and uh, that was it. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I just did it. Went there, and I spent uh, almost three years living abroad in Europe, and living by the same. Processes that I had learned from the age of ten—shoveling snow or selling scorecards at Fenway Park—and and building businesses and the ability to work with other people to make sure that you build together and create team-like situation. I was living in Amsterdam, which was the center of the world at the time, and we had built up a business. This commune that I was in, uh, in the middle of Amsterdam, uh, we were doing things with old rugs and buying them at the flea markets and fixing them up and selling. Carpet bags and pillows and such. And I said, "Wow, you know, this is really good." After three years, I said, "I want to go to Boston, back back to Boston, and open up a store there because this is this is fun. You know, I I had like the gig. I had finished with Europe and Amsterdam, so I bought this crate. I mean, huge crate of old, throwaway Oriental rugs. Came back to Boston in a place called Newbury Street, which is the most famous shopping street in all of Boston. It's the Rodeo Drive." of Boston, very upscale. I got a small storefront um, on the street, on Newbury Street. And I lived in there, we built a loft. And I had these, I hired this wonderful woman and we hired a number of other seamstresses. And we made these amazing things out of old Oriental rugs. We cut them up, took out the stains. We made pillows that you could sit on and carpet bags and hats. And, and look, suffice it to say, it was the area of boutiques. And I had a magazine come into my store and they said, this stuff is amazing. We had Cheech and Chong come in and buy stuff and other celebrities. And it was really, I was hip. I was the guy. (laughs) And so they invited me to go to a a, a boutique show in New York City. So we decided we were going to go. We loaded up our cars and such. And so I said on Saturday night, drove from Boston down to New York. And lo and behold, around midnight on the New York Thruway going into about, what, 30 miles north of Manhattan, somebody fell asleep at the wheel of his car on the other side of the freeway going 60 miles an hour, and there was no median in those days. His car hurtled over the middle and hit my Volkswagen bus head-on. No seatbelt, no nothing. The other people in the car that was in front of me from my my company saw it, and um, they... Managed to get me out of the firefighters, got me out of the car. My, I should say, my right femur was smashed. That's your thigh bone. Got me to a hospital, began working on me. But they told my uh, friend, you better call his parents or his girlfriend or somebody, his wife, and tell him, you know, but get here soon because he may not make it through the night. Hmm. Well, thank Hmm. God I'm here. (laughs) I cut fast to this chase. The point is, though, Amazing doctors in a great place and saved my leg, put together with really new leading ed technology to patch up my my bones, the femur. And amazing story because nobody ever thought I was gonna make it, let alone walk again. I had glass in my face, they were picking out for three days. But not only did I walk again. I used the intervening couple of years because it took that long to even begin to move muscles and such like that as a real time of meditation, a time of contemplation, a time of prayer, therapy, and love. That's what I was focused on, prayer, therapy, and love, a lot of yoga, and just really being in a place and accepting and loving and thanking the good Lord that I was still alive. And guess what? I was able to get up on my own two feet and walk again and run and hike and do things, not even a cane, nothing. Now, that took years, and it took several operations, but I made it through, and it taught me every single lesson I could possibly learn about life. Nothing, nothing could bother me after that. It's impossible. It was literally a ticket to say, okay, Barry Shore, you now can live courageously, which thank God I have done and living life to the full with all kinds of great things happening with a wife and a son and grandchildren and businesses up and down, losing a lot of money, making a lot of money, but living life to the full. So yes, that first thing, that took place when I was what? Uh, that took place when I was 23 years old, 23, and, 24.
0: And, and, and we're, and we're going to kind of keep the audience hanging a little bit, but that... <laughs> That formula that you, you you talk about of prayer and therapy and love, that formula served you well getting through that at that point in your life. And you said that gave you the spirit uh, to get through life in the future. But life was going to throw you another curve to test you again. And we're going we're gonna to get to that one. because right. Right? But, but uh, even before that, and we'll come back to this formula because, you know, it, it definitely served you well, not just once, but twice.
1: And by the way, not just for me. This but is I mean, I'm saying it for everybody. So right, this, exactly. show, this show is not about Barry Shore. Nice guy that he is. It's not even about John Duffy. Fabulous fellow that true. he is. This true, show so is true. about you. That's right. I owe you. Because when you're the best you, you make the world a better place. You build more bridges of harmony, create more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. So this formula of prayer, therapy, and love for every human being. You literally become the best you possible. We need you,
0: the world needs you. Well, just to jump back a, a little quick moment and, and you're 100% right, it's about you, the audience, it's not about us. The reason you, Barry and I do this is be able to be able to reach others and give them that message so they can, that they can live the fullest life. And like when we first met, the other thing that I didn't mention but, but stood out to me very powerfully was here you are, you just meet me, you get out of the car, you hug me, and then this woman's walking down the street, this uh, middle-aged woman, and what do you do, Barry? You give her a keep-smiling card, and you start <laughs> to give her that laughter and that smile and that encouragement for her, and you don't know her, and you're giving this woman this message, and I'm standing there just watching and going, wow. I mean, and, and, you know, totally wild. And that was how I met you. But that, but to get back to, you know.
1: By the way, was, this uh, is wonderful because John just said, wow, which is what happens to anybody. Even Tony Robbins says, wow, every once in a while. Wow stands for words of wisdom, words of wonder. Because when you either see something or feel something, you just can't articulate. You say, Wow. But really what it's doing is it's bringing into your being words of wonder, words of wisdom. And that's what the Keep Smiling cards are all about. That's why celebrities all over the world and millions and millions of people have the cards in 27 different languages and all kinds of other good, upbeat, positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant messages that we have
0: available to
1: share with people around the world.
0: And as you're speaking of the cards, there's a guy who sent me all these cards, the the joy of living, and and I have all of them here. And I'm just gonna, since you mentioned it, I guess I should, you know, go right into it. But just this uh, cards that he's created, obviously to keep smiling. Let me find that one, because that's, you know, I'll, I'll throw up some pictures if I can. There we go. A joint keeps smiling. I'm gonna see if I can <laughs> throw up a, a quick picture of that of uh, of us. Uh, of me or something with those uh, things. Let me see if I can grab it. Uh, let's see if that's it. And there you go. Wow, and,
1: that's beautiful. That's
0: me with you. That's me with the card, and that's uh, keep smiling. So you know, there's a whole bunch of cards that he produces. Dream big, um, and I love them all. Uh, life has a purpose. Uh, obviously, you know, this one is a very special one. And be kind always. Um, very special message. And, you know, there's plenty, plenty more. Always do your best. And, and it goes on and on. But, this, you know, his cards, and we'll talk more about that as we finish up at the end. But all these things are ways to inspire you on a daily basis, to remind you of the things that you know and you need to know. So let's go a little bit further, Barry, with your journey. And, you know, you eventually made it to California. You, you went through more phases. Mr. Entrepreneur, you come out here and you create all kinds of businesses, And you become super successful because you had that work ethic and that mindset of an entrepreneur at ever since a kid. And then you come out here and you get involved in the gem uh, industry and a bunch of other ones, real estate, on and on and on and on. Tell us a little bit about that. And then we're going to go up and remind people about that lesson you learned and how it came back to help you again.
1: This is really, uh, first of all, a delight and a pleasure. So when I Migrated to California in 1975. It was the land of opportunity. <laughs> uh, I'm what not year, sure. What right year again? What year? It's 1975. 75. Okay. Uh huh. When did you come out? a uh, '91. Oh, you're a puppy. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I but I moved a year ago because. California is not the land of opportunity that it once was. When we first came out here, I came out here because, yes, as John mentioned, I wanted to be in the diamond business. And the most famous school in the world for learning about diamonds and gemstones is a place called the Gemological Institute of America, the GIA. And they were headquartered in Santa Monica, California. So I drove across the country and there have so many wonderful stories about driving across the country in my VW bus with the pop up, just like I had, by the way, in Europe. I bought the same bus, not the same year, but the same kind of bus camper that I used in Europe for years, traveling all over Europe. I did that across the United States, stopping in so many places, meeting people and doing all kinds of wonderful things, going to the Grand Canyon, by the way. This is really interesting only because you heard about my story about my smashed leg. Well, when I got to the Grand Canyon, I parked my bus and I hiked in to the Grand Canyon. I hiked down into the Grand Canyon. It's a mile down. It takes almost eight hours switchbacks to get down. I camped on the river down there with maybe another 10, 15, 20 people. Got up before dawn and then hiked out, which is another eight to 10 hours. Wow. Remember just a couple of years before that. They didn't know if I was going to live. Wow. <laughs> so that was a validation for me. And no then I point. get to Los Angeles. I say, wow, we I'm here world. And what do we do? So I went to the GIA, did very well as a student. They asked me to teach the program. I taught the program for a few years, the most prestigious school in the world for its kind, for learning about diamonds and such. And with a partner, he and I left the GIA and we started our own diamond wholesale business. And. Within three years, three years, John, the business was booming at the time in 1978, 79, 80. We sold, bought and sold over a hundred million dollars worth of diamonds. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Made a a lot of money, had a lot of fun. It was the happiness business. That's what I called it. Happiness business. You know, you can make thousands of dollars in a time. And again, working on small margins, not huge. This is not retail. This is wholesale. But there was just so much going on. And the best part of it all was, because the GIA was a place that attracted people from all over the world, I met my wife. My wife comes from Thailand. I never oh. would have met her before, except that she came to the school. Her family sent her, along with her sister and her brother, to come to the school because they were in the gym business back in Thailand. So I got to meet my wife, and now we're married 45 years. Hello. Congratulations. Hello. Isn't that wonderful? So, Very I mean, wonderful. so many wonderful things happen, but suffice to say, what was going on, what was happening in life? I was living courageously. I was living boldly. I was living courageously. And again, with the three fundamentals that life has purpose, I was living, a and I was going mad. I was making a difference. I was donating money. I was helping out. I was giving. I'm going to make a w- mention of one interesting story because it, it really illustrates something that happened for me later in life. And really what we're talking about when you put up that picture, by the way, about shift happens. So I really want everybody to understand that that word shift is really important. Now, I deal with thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And when I teach about shift happens or shift perspective, I tell everybody, for some reason, John, people have a habit of dropping the F in shift. And the other stuff happens. <laughs> you gotta be effing and clear about your chefs. So keep the F and shift. Shift <laughs> happens, or else the other stuff happens. So yeah, you don't want the other stuff. No, no. So I'm gonna fast forward many years. I'm living in Los Angeles and in a place called Venice Beach, which was really cool, right by the water. I mean, just some and that's friends right nearby, and <clears throat> about Well, whatever the year was, I don't remember right now, but I have some older friends, older, (laughs) I'm thinking now, when they mentioned to me, they were in the early 60s. So now I'm 73. So I don't want to say older, but I was, I think, 35 at the time and uh, maybe 40. uh, And they said to me, hey, Barry, we love you. Would you like to go with us to visit people in old age homes? Because in Santa Monica, there were a lot of old age homes on a Sunday morning, you know, brighten people up. Because I'm an outgoing person and I like to sing and tickle. I, I couldn't
0: and, tell, we couldn't tell, Barry, you were outgoing. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm coming That's out of my shell. So good, good. Uh, they invited me to go. So I I said, of course, yes. Yeah. So we went about four or five of us, and one was going to sing, one was going to dance. I was telling stories. I was hugging people. And we I did this Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, three, four homes in a row, just for three, four hours. And it was really wonderful. It was... It, touched me deeply uplifted me but here's what it did also john i said i don't want to live like this when i'm 70 80 90 100 god willing whatever i don't want to be in a home and it you know the smells from those kind of places i mean just it's not conducive to living courageously right. so I, I said to my friend I said is there something how do we not do this well hemsley one of my friends that was with us she was an insurance agent she said well we have something called long term care I said, sign me up. My, not just me, my, my wife and I, I. don't. What does it mean? I mean, I pay money and I can have somebody take care of us at our own home. I don't have to go to a place. She said, yes. I said, okay, do it. She said, well, it might cost. I said, I don't care. I want it. I say it because look at how life works. Imagine everybody <clears throat> standing up in the morning, Hale and Hardy, me, Able to leave tall buildings in a single bound, and that evening being in the hospital, totally, completely paralyzed. Not an automobile accident like I had before. Not a spinal injury. A rare disease which I never heard of the day before took over my body at the age of fifty-five and rendered me totally, completely paralyzed. Quadriplegia, we call it. Paralyzed my neck down. All I could do was blink my eyes to communicate.
0: Overnight, hundred and twenty-four days more correct that was 2004. 2004. Wow. that was
1: 55. I 144 days in the hospital. Two years in a hospital bed in my own home, I couldn't turn over by myself. Four years in a wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs, my hips to my ankles. That was progress. Today, thank God, as John mentioned, I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with my help of my seven-foot walking wand, but I still can't walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself. I have help 12 hours a day, seven days a week, but hear my voice. Positive, purpose so powerful and pleasant. By the way, all because of this one word. One word which you hold up there before. SMILE, <laughs> SMILE, because SMILE is an acronym that stands for Seeing Miracles in Life Every Day. Seeing Miracles in Life Every Day. But the reason I mention it is because my friends had asked me to go out and do something to help others. That's right. Keep smiling. In my case, we'll talk about miling also. My friends asked me to go out and do and help others. Because I was out there helping others, something happened that ended up helping me, saving my life. And, and, and our family's fortune and such, because it, when you're sick, like I was and unable to do anything and have to have help 12 hours a day, seven days, it, it costs almost $100,000 a year after taxes. That's a lot of money. And it's been now for me 17 years. So imagine having to lay out millions of dollars no matter how rich you are. I <laughs> thank God I had the money, but I, I wouldn't. So it but, but it all became available because I was out there helping others. I didn't know. This is the genius of life, prayer, therapy, and love. So, I've got to tell you a quick story, though. My eight year old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago, John and says, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S M I E L? And I thought about it smile, smile, sounds the same. I asked, it's, Why not? I asked her, How come? She says, Because then it would stand for seeing miracles and." Everyday life <laughs> <laughs> I did the yeah, mouth of babes. But what was she doing? She was creating the kind of world she wants to live in. Now, create is a great word that stands at causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. Rethinking, just like John did in his life, rethinking. And here comes the result. The six most important words you'll ever internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life are choice, not chance, determines your destiny choice not chance determines your destiny. How you choose to respond in any given situation will determine what's going to happen with you. John chose in his life to not go down that path anymore of red and anger and anti. He chose to be a positive force for good in life Tony Robbins chose. Gary Sinise chose. You want to choose to live in goodness to be able to bring out the best in you. When you do that, guess what happens? Life becomes better every single day. Am I right,
0: John? 100 and probably 50 percent, I would agree. It's uh, (laughs) If not more, it's so true. Choice choice is such a powerful thing we and you know people don't realize unfortunately um that they always have a choice people think they don't things happen to them life happens to them the world happens to them and they don't realize yeah that's it, that's true but how you respond is your power that's your superpower how you respond and correct if you to respond in in a way that's going to empower you you're going to overcome if you choose to respond in a way that doesn't empower you and disempowers you. You're gonna fail, and you're gonna lose, and you're gonna suffer. So, you, if you're gonna be a victim, you made that choice in most cases, and that is something you don't need to do. You need to choose your superpower, um, and that's where we both, you know, align on that. And, and you know, you you told I don't know if you I read two stories of yours, um, and I I don't maybe you can share one of the two. The other one's pretty dark but I, I'm, I'm all right with either one, but you told, you know, two stories when you were in the hospital and, and one in particular, the first one, when you were um, needing, to, you know, you uh, needed to wipe your eyes, but there's a message from it, a deep message that you lay out. That's so powerful, Barry, that if you, if you have it to share, otherwise I'll kind of trigger it in which way you like.
1: Well, I, I am honored to share it because it touches on the very essence of the human condition. Yes. Nobody knows anybody else's pain. So just set it up quickly. Uh, again, I'm in the hospital 144 days. I think I was there maybe three, four weeks or something. And I'm in bed again. I'm quadriplegic. Nothing in my body moves. And the nurse comes in and they have to give me you know, medicine uh, shots and such to go to sleep. But before I do that, uh, the nurse asked me, "Would you like to watch a movie?" So I'm laying in bed on my back. They elevate my head a little, my a little bit. Uh, I said, "Yes, I would." I could barely speak. By the way, I couldn't speak like my voice now. I say, "Yes, I'd like." Oh, she shows me what she had. I said, "Okay, I like that." That's the, it. Was the life of Abraham Lincoln? or the last year of Abraham Lincoln. Now we all know how that turns out, right? Uh, So I'm watching the movie. And again, put things in perspective. Everybody knows if you're in a hospital, if you've ever been in one or you visit somebody that, you know, there's a call button at somebody's hand. Well, guess what? (laughs) I couldn't click the call button. My hands don't move. I'm a quad. And I can't so they sort of put up a, a call button near my head. So I'm supposed to be able to move my head to hit the call button, but somehow when you put it next to the pillow, it moves, so I couldn't do that. So I'm watching the life of Lincoln. And again, we all know what happens. He gets killed and I'm crying. Well, when you have tears in your eyes, they're salty and they hurt. So normally when you're playing ball, or you're working out, what do you do? You just wipe them away. Well, duh, I can't move my arms. I can't wipe them away. I can't move my head fast enough to get rid of them. And they're hurting me. I mean, this is, this is pain. I don't know what to do. So I called out, help, help. Nobody responded. And again, this, is, this really is getting to me. I tried to hit the call button with my head. And I, I couldn't reach the button. I don't know what to do. So I decided, OK, be calm, live courageously. I counted to five, pain. I'm going to call out as much as I can, asking for help. Count to five, I call, help, help, please. Count to another five, pain. It's something to finally, the nurse is at the door. She says, Mr. Shaw, did you call? Said, yes, my eyes. She comes over, she looks at my eyes, sees the tears and takes a washcloth and water and wipes them away. Oh, Oh, I could breathe again. And with an interesting voice, she said, is that all? She didn't get it. Because I tell you, nobody knows the pain of another person. And she fixed the call button and she walked out. I learned such an amazing lesson right then. How to be empathetic. To recognize other person's pain,
0: she didn't realize I was deep pain. Well, that is so powerful, and like you said, you learned out of it to be empathetic, and you realize that you know you, as you speak about you know uh, kindness, be kind, always be kind, because you don't know what somebody else is going through, you don't know what their pain is, you don't know what they experienced, and you never fail if you're willing to be kind it's never going to hurt you and it ain't going to hurt them that's for sure so you know your message of that I think you know no matter how we learn it and I think a lot of times we have to keep relearning it sometimes in life because uh, you know you just sometimes you forget or you go, kind of fall back into maybe some old patterns or something but the, the way of living that way to be kind and to recognize others and, and to be able to uh have that feeling of empathy. Listen before you know you talk. Understand others before you need to tell, and all those kind of things are so important. And you experience that. I'm just going to do a quick shout out to a few people, and then I want to take you the next level. So I want to shout out to my daughter Sophia, who's watching this, which is really I, I'm so honored that she is watching you, Barry, and, and watching us do this because that is a, a blessing. Um, I think there's some great lessons for all of us here. Uh, Shout out to all the friends who are on here, Marnie and Leroy, Tia, um, Nick, Carmelo from my South Bronx neighborhood. Um, Tia again and Renee, thank you all for being part of it and everybody else that's going to be watching and who are not commenting. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us and being able to share in in Barry's story because there's so much that will inspire. And like he said, and I think he'll say again and again, this show is about you. It's about you. It's for you. It's about inspiring you, not about uh, Barry or me. Um, so, so Barry, take us. You're, you're in there. You're 144 days going through being a quadriplegic in the hospital. You you have these experiences and your spirit is such that you don't give up because I guess the message was that you were never going to be anything but a quadriplegic, which right. is what they knew and believed. Right. It wasn't wrong. That's what they believed. That was in belief that this guy, that's what he's going to be for the rest of his life, but that message did not echo with you. You did not take that message. So hard, <laughs> did you? They didn't realize they had the wrong guy. In the face. So,
1: um, right?
0: And I wasn't.
1: Was, I'm not, I'm not there to yell at them and say, "No, oh, you don't know what you're talking about." I'm gonna. No. I'm gonna run a marathon in two years. No, but you never it, know. You.
0: You didn't you matter what it was. You weren't a quitter, and you right. had. You had a a, a, a powerful belief inside you and a powerful spirit tell us tell the audience about that because overcoming what you did wasn't just something that happened magically it wasn't just like snapping your fingers and you were fine no it was not and
1: and interesting enough i still can't snap my fingers (laughs) (laughs) that's okay by the way john i still play the piano today as well as i did before i became paralyzed paralyzed Wow. You know why? Because I couldn't play before. I can't play now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I, I want to talk about one thing uh, in the same context that you mentioned before about being aligned. And I, I think it's really important because I mentioned I talk about people about shift perspective and you got to watch your F or the other stuff happen. So everybody knows what a chiropractor is. You know, when you're you're sort of out of sorts physically and you go to a chiropractor and he or she just goes, uh. uh eh. ah. You're all aligned, right? You feel you can carry yourself a little. My wa-
0: my wife's a chiropractor, so yes, I do understand.
1: Okay, so you get it. So yes. I urge everybody, I teach everybody to become your own spiritual chiropractor. Now, what does that mean? It means to align, because that's the word you use to align and make sure that your thoughts are in good, your speech is good and your deeds are good. When you align your thoughts, your words, and your deeds all in good, now you're in flow. And when that happens, now you can do what we said before. Everyone you meet, everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Therefore, be kind, always. Kind stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. So I want to tell you about an interesting noble deed. Uh, Again, I'm a quad they they don't know because they don't know the spirit. Remember the formula, prayer, therapy, and love, prayer, mm-hmm. therapy, and love. And by the way, it's much easier to love some other people than to accept all the love that's given to you sometimes. you know, okay. Thank God I was beloved and I had people praying for me all over the world by the thousands. Accepting that love wasn't easy, but you get it and it started, it literally changes the whole physiognomy as long as the psychology. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm home and come back home after being in the hospital these 144 days. And uh, when my uh, caretaker took me out in the wheelchair one day on the street, and one of my a neighbors, good friend, comes running over and says, I, know, I heard what happened, I just wanna let you know I'm going to have you up and out of that chair and walking within a year because (laughs) I am the world's greatest aquatic therapist. Okay, I love it when people are very positive about what they do. And I believe him. He says he's the world's greatest. That's great. That's wonderful. And if he wants to help me walk, I'm in. So what is aquatic therapy like? It sounds as you. You work out in the water instead of on land because land is unforgiving gravity. You fall down in the land it hurts. I know because I fell down many times over the course of the years um, trying to walk again and do things. But suffice to say, within a number of months, he started me in the water in an aquatic therapy program. You have special the wheelchair and special lifts to get you in and out of the water and people working on you. So I'm fast forwarding a year or two now and in the water with flotation devices on my arms, flotation device on my belly and on my legs so I don't sink and drown, he had his people moving and doing things. And over the course of many months, all of a sudden, one day, I was able to put my arms over my head and literally move and effectively do a backstroke. Wow! Ah! Wow. And when I did that, I hit the edge of the pool on my head. It felt so good, <laughs> <laughs> and the, and guess what? So happened to be, it was in Santa Monica pool out so outdoors. You know, sunshine in Southern California. I didn't stop. I didn't want to stop. Even they asked me, "Hey, stop!" No, I'm not stopping because I'm moving. First time ever. I mean, I could move. Hello, first time after years. Wow. I did. I did nonstop 98 minutes. I'm crazy. Wow. I agree. But I didn't stop for 98 minutes. I basically did a mile without stopping. Now, I didn't swim a mile when I was a civilian. You know, before this this stuff happened, that's what I call it. And I said, this is amazing. I loved it. I mean, I was just so energized. My whole vision of my whole being was shifted. I had the F in place. I shifted my vision. And I said to myself, if I could do this once, I could do it again. So I started doing a mile a week. If I could do one, I said I could do two. If I could do two, I could do three. If I could do three, I could do four. Okay, over the course of the next year, I was swimming a mile a day, five days a week. Hmm. After Hmm. another year of doing that, I was able finally to get on my tummy, and I was only using flotation devices on my legs, paddles on my hands, because if you're watching this, you see my hands look like they're arthritic. They don't close at all. I have to use paddles so I can move the water. And I use a snorkel and I was able to be on my tummy. And so I'm fast forwarding. I now swim, as John knows, two miles a day, wow. six days a week. I've been doing that for more than a dozen years. And as of today, <laughs> today, whenever the date is you're watching this, I have over 8,651 miles under my belt, which means I've swim, swam, swum over a third of the way around the world. And my goal is to swim around the world because now I'm a, I'm a long-distance swimmer. I was a quadriplegic, and now I swim miles every single day, six days a week.
0: <laughs> that, that, that is, you know, w- once again, Barry, I think, like you said, this this is about you, the audience, and I think what you're sharing with them is your journey, what you did, I know it inspires me. I know it. It gives me um, th- that realization that by do once you start, you keep doing more, and that's what you did. You started because you now you were given that gift, and we all have a gift. And a lot of times, we don't even use all the gifts that we have. We we just let them, you know. God, uh, <clears throat> speaking of gift, gifts,
1: speaking of gifts. So I love using four-letter words. I, I'm, you do? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm like Lenny Bruce. Remember Lenny Bruce? I love four-letter words. But the four-letter words that we use, because we live in the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, four-letter words we use are love, life, hope, grow, free, gift. Free gift, which I have for everybody. Uh, pray, play, swim. And the four-letter F-U word I like to use is fun. Fun, yes. F U capital N capital N. People say, wait a minute, it's always spelled with three letters. Not in our world, the world of the positive purpose of so powerful places. It's, it's F U capital N capital N. So after the show, when you see your family and friends, you point your finger, twinkle in your eyes, smile in your face, remember what it stands for, and you tell everybody F U, remember to add right away capital N capital N. So where'd you get that? So I listened to John Duffy head on Barry Shore. He wants to teach the world to F U. So I went. <laughs> Offer everybody four letter words, free gift, free gift. You get my book as an ebook, free, free gift. My book, you want to go buy it on Amazon hardcover? I urge you to do it because it's great. You love it, you can underline it, things like that. But we can give you the, the ebook is free. All you need to do is send an email to Barry B A R R Y at Barryshaw.com and put in where it says heading, put in Duffy, Duffy. <laughs> And you get the book for free and use it, read it, share it, talk to people about it because it makes a difference in life. remember one of the three great fundamentals of life, life has purpose, go make a difference, go mad. We love mad people, make a difference in life. So that's a free gift. And you're right, never, 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 never give up. Keep moving forward. Up stands for unlimited potential.
0: Well, I recommend everybody uh, definitely email barry at barry at barryshaw.com and get the free book, Put My Name Duffy in. Um, You'll love the book. You'll be inspired. You'll want to take that message out to others because we need to, you know, especially now we've gone through some times where people have retreated instead of gone forward. And I think both of our messages, whether live courageously or the power, you know, of Uh, the joy of living, all the elements of that is get the book, live it yourself, do it and and take his, uh, I love these words, you know, uh, F you, Barry. Uh, F F. you, John,
1: what was the last Uh, thing? (laughs) Remember, this is really good. Joy is a wonderful acronym. Joy stands for journey of you. Journey of you. That's the ultimate joy.
0: Well, w- once again, you, you, you—it's it, just—it just flows. It comes across the screen. It comes across. It, it, it'll come across in your book. Please read his book. Go on to uh, Barry Shaw. What's your, uh, it, uh, what's your page for them to watch your podcast? By the way, his podcasts are freaking awesome. There, are so many people. There are millions of downloads. Um, millions of people have watched the people that he interviewed. And like I mentioned earlier. I was honored and blessed to be one of the guests on his podcast and be interviewed by uh, Barry. So I just recommend you to go watch these podcasts. There's so much you can learn and share with other people, your family, your friends and the world. So Barry, how do they watch your podcast? well? go to
1: Barry shore.com. B A R R Y S H O R E.com. And you'll see the
0: home page. You see, it says podcast, and just do it. Just do it. Well, Barry, uh, I I I could go on for you know as as just like when we did our podcast on your show, I could go on for hours with you because, you know, uh, I think now more than ever in the world that we're living in right now, this message is so needed, so powerful. Um, what you spread, you know, when people are spreading fear and division and anger and all that poison, you know, you're speaking, you know, spreading joy and love. And like I said, you're contagious, man. You know, you're my brother. You're contagious. But the (laughs) contagion that you have is something we want to catch. We want to catch that contagion um, because it's going to lead to a happier and a better and a successful life. And that's who you are. And that's what you bring to the world. I'm honored and blessed to know you, brother. So why don't you wrap it up for us? Tell us anything else you want to share with the audience. And once again, go uh, send them an email, barry at barryshaw.com to get the book, free book, ebook. Go on barryshaw.com watch his podcast, support the work that he's doing, do whatever you can to spread the word. And for all the guests who've been watching this, uh, and somebody just put it in the thing, um, Ken, thank you, Ken, is a student of mine, uh, Army veteran. Uh, David, greetings, David. And uh, Renee says, love you, John Duffy and Barry Shaw. Love you back, Renee. And we know Renee. Yay, because,
1: Renee. Okay, uh, so we're going to do two things to finish up. One is we're going to do a group hug with thousands of people. And we're going to give a blessing to everybody. So remember, a HUG stands for Heartfelt Unlimited Giving. On the count of three, Mr. Duffy, are you ready, sir? I am
0: ready, Two, One, Barry.
1: two, three. blessing from John and Barry is, go forth, live exuberantly, spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and
0: love. Go mad. Go make a difference. Thank you, Barry. God bless you. Uh, Thank you, everybody who's been watching it. Live courageously, and God bless you all. Thank you. Have a great one.